luchadores. number 13 we have returned nearing the winter equinox but we are here hallelujah hepcats this is vandal drummond and i'm here with the engineer the genius behind a lucha world and lucha classica alfredo the freak no you're the frito i'm, I'm frito the, you're the freak i'm the freak <laughs> you're the frito frito esparza how are you doing fredo i'm doing good this is our this is this portion is gonna be the preview section of the Yes of the podcast. That way I could cut it off, like actually add it. <coughs> make it a little easier to like people follow it. Otherwise Yes, it will be a brief preview of this episode. A bit of a summary. We're covering an issue of Boxy Lucha, which I think is the greatest pick you've come across. It's the Boxy Lucha Annual for the year 1967 with a review of... 1966? Yes. This, we were saying earlier, this this is worthy of doing like a three or four part podcast. There is so much... Or we do a f- eight hour podcast. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. You get Come the on, coffee. if Bix and Chris can do that, we could do it. Okay, you put on the coffee, I'll go get the sativa, and uh, I guess we'll need some amphetamines, too. I think we were just talking about the evils of amphetamines, <laughs> yes. so that's the only problem. We just we just spent about an, 30 minutes talking about the, the drugs, uh, marijuana, and every exactly, other Exactly, exactly. The marijuana, the, the so-called bad drug. The gateway that, drug. The gateway <laughs> drug. And amphetamines, the drugs that people should be afraid of. Uh, so, um... <laughs> yeah. But no, this this magazine is just amazing. It's I I was trying to go over the whole thing in the last couple of days, and I just tunnel visioned on just a few items, a few uh, certain wrestlers. Before we get into well, the preview, why don't you uh, tell about how they can access uh, the Lucha Classica podcast on Patreon? Yeah. Well, you know, like if even if we don't finish this entire, like we don't go through everything on this. You could find it on um, on our patreon.com slash lucha world site. Um, you'll find um, the write up. The PDF. The PDF file. 
you can find all the information there. You'll have results of um, Jerry London's uh, run in 1966 in Mexico, Mexico City. Um, I think Raul, um, Ray Mendoza is the other one. Rene Guajardo's just like all over the place. There's a bunch of different Alberto like Alberto Munoz, Alberto Munoz, um, Black Shadow, Turning Rudo again. A lot of stuff. Um, I think what I found most intriguing as as I continue to read through this magazine was that. If you notice, this magazine was actually written like maybe like four to five months into 1967. Yes. So, so it took them a while to get through the entire year of 1966. Um, it kind of reminded me when I used to do like uh, when I used to do like year end awards or like year end yes. write ups, and and most people would want you to have it already by January. That's impossible. <laughs> I mean, I don't care like unless you have like the time. And don't have anything else to do. You could probably get pull that off on, or you start earlier. You start throughout the year and writing it. But most people, especially Mexicans like myself, and you know these guys who wrote it, yes, uh, we probably were slacking off and would wait till the end of the year. <laughs> so it would take you January, February, and then you would post it in March. And that's kind of what this happened with this annual. And, and that said, that said, I could not fault them because. This is one of the most thorough yearbooks I have ever seen. When I used to see magazines here in America, yeah. they were just little fun paparazzi, lighthearted stuff. This was so detailed. And the best observation you made, which was the first thing I thought, was when they were going over uh, how certain mid-card wrestlers did throughout the year and how certain foreigners did off. Uh, they went here. through everybody because the top 10 is really where it starts the top and 10 technicals and rudos and you're thinking okay they're just going to review them but they just reviewed every single guy like what he did in 1966 from from Carvernario Galindo all the way to like the, the lowest like starting guy like just barely preliminary guy and who showed up for one match and that they still yes, wrote something about him yes and boy did they raise the bar high yeah. well you know I think this is probably like of all the magazines I've seen this is probably my Maybe like one or two among the most informative magazines I've seen. I think there's one from, um, like, I think it came out like in probably 90 or 91, The Wrestler. I think yes. you might have seen it. Um, it's it's like a silver cover, and it has like, it had a ton of information on their 25-year anniversary. I don't remember what year it is exactly, but it was like a, a celebrating mm-hmm. 25 years. That thing was loaded. And this thing was only covering one year, and it was already like, it, it, I was like, it took me a month to go through this thing and I because I kept I kept getting a lot of the stuff that um they had on it like incorrect so I had I just kept going back and doing the like those um the results and stuff was like non-stop right I, I have to tell you when you first showed me this magazine two months ago I I don't know how much time I spent just leafing through it I was like in hot history hog heaven yeah and uh, I, I do want to say, for people considering Patreon, the write-up you did of this on PDF is excellent. And there's going to be a lot more during the through, over the years. So this, yeah, this is uh, really, really well done. The, the I, magazine's a great magazine, and Fredo's a summary of it on PDF is excellent. And of course, me being like the idiot, I pick the the ones that are full. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a bunch of magazines where there's like a couple of pages missing where I could get away with do, like just translating those for write-up, <laughs> yeah. but. No, I picked the ones. That's that I, the mystery that I think we'll never know. But I am so curious about who was it that carved up all those 1960s issues of Boxy Lucha? Because it's not just from one source. Almost every source, I'd say there. I've gotten old Boxy Luchas from at least five or six different sources, and almost all of them, they had to come from the same original source because they're half the photos are cut out. Yeah, there's sometimes half the magazine. It's is a damn shame apart. too because you find the boxing section 
complete. Yes. But the lucha section is missing like so many you pages. You want to cry? Yeah. You want to scream. But I was I was so glad when I saw this complete and it was well worth it. I think the next issue we're gonna we're gonna be doing is um 1987 because I kind of mm-hmm. I started posting more videos online and so like I kind of figured out that I need to have the results or the the lineups for those shows. Because people keep asking me, what is the date for this? What is the date for this? So I need to at least, you know, mix it up a bit. Can't just be all 60s. Mm-hmm. But the 87 one, of course, I picked the one that's the first one from 1987. So you know what that means? Year-end awards <laughs> and shit like that. So so hopefully it's not that heavy. It doesn't look that that heavy because there's some boxing. Yeah. This, well, one, is, this say- one is rustling. First page through rustling. There's nothing about boxing. It's all lucha. Um, it's one of the greatest issues of a wrestling magazine I have ever seen. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. Like I said, you get you get Ray Mendoza and uh, Jerry London's uh, records for 1966. I think there's a couple of other people that have their records there. You get to hear about Chucho Villa, uh, oh, who was a rookie, rookie year, yes. the same year that Solitario is. And now you would think Solitario was the rookie of the year. No, Chucho Villa, who just passed away recently, and we, uh, if you guys recall. He actually passed away at the same time that, close to the same time that his wife did. Like so. within a day or Yeah, two. within a day. So so there's I, like I even more stories to that. It's rare you find a genuinely endearing love story in wrestling. That is one of them. And I think that when I saw amazing. his name, when I saw his name in it, I was like, oh, cool. This is something yes. I, I could add at some point. Because, you know, even like the bios that, that we write, they're not complete. Yes. Like, because there's so much more you could find, especially for Lucha, because, you know, you're just, there's so much more information you're going to get. And um, I have to say, that's half the fun of. Uh, going through Lucha history is there is so much to discover and the other plus I've said this before but I have to say it with just just greater emphasis the more I see uh, older wrestling magazines in Mexico Mexico was light years ahead of wrestling journalism yes and the other thing you're going to find out from this issue is how criminally underrated Karloff Lagarde is by everyone. Yes. Amen. Like, I don't... Amen. The, the other guys that I think in this list... I mean, we all... Also, this issue covers um, Dr. Wagner and Angel Blanco's... Um, this is when Angel Blanco and Dr. Wagner start their tag team. Yes. They actually won tag team of the year despite only Russ teaming up for two months. Yeah. But, I mean, really, it's like... If when you look was, at... When he was acknowledged as Dr. Warner. With Dr. Warner numerous <laughs> times. I mean... I wrote it as Dr. Wagner, so uh, but it was nonstop Dr. War- Warner, and there was somebody else that they kept like naming incorrectly. Uh, but yeah, this was a fun issue. Uh, this is gonna be a fun podcast to do. Like What's I said, also interesting is is uh, uh, how when they went over, like I said, the mid carters and the foreigners. Boy, they were critical, and yeah. American magazines shied away from that. And uh, you're pointing this out, and I want to I want to back you up on this. You've had people give you shit for being hard on yes. and you you were you were you were wearing fancy gloves when you were handling these. Yeah, books. yeah. You were very gentle compared to these people. You know? I kept thinking the reason I stopped doing a lot of like the roster breakdowns, the Lucha World One Hundred, is because people would get upset at me just saying something like the slightest like dig. Although it wasn't a dig, it was just me being honest with what I saw of the wrestler. If somebody's not good, I'm just going to tell you he's not good. Yeah. And so people would get upset. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, oh my God, these guys are like being even harder on these guys than I ever was. They were, okay, when they're creating, criticizing, heavily criticizing Tony Stone, Tony Stone, yeah. who we know better as Tony Rocco, and as somebody who's watched him for years, 
that is one of the hardest working wrestlers in history. Yeah. Not, 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 not the most over wrestler in history, but he's one of those guys who never sat on his ass and rested a hole. That guy fucking worked his ass. Yeah. He made people work. And they were making it sound like El Bizarro was about to uh, self-destruct or I can't remember how they worded it. Yeah. He went on to be SUNY War Cloud. <laughs> Real jeez. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, like, the older guys continued on. And I understand, like, the older guys because they're, you know, obviously. But I'm like, man, I, I was just thinking, like, when we, they just had that legend show. The CML had that legend show. Yes. And, like, we were negative about some of the older guys because they were, they're, like, this is 30 years later. You don't see a lot of those guys, like, you don't see this in wrestling that often, like, beyond Lucha in mm-hmm. Mexico. Where guys who wrestled like in 1985 are still like showing up and wrestling like, like, and they were already old like in the 80s and they're wrestling mm-hmm. now and it's like it's like they you know you get older you know it's not it's not a it's exactly. no secret exactly. it's no secret yeah so so the other thing I on this um episode you're gonna hear about women's wrestling because um Chabela Romero's talked Ooh. about and um also they also discussed the beginnings of women's wrestling and apparently um I can't remember who it was um. There was a couple of people who like started the guy who um started the Televicentro was the person that actually was Jack O'Brien. Jack oh, O'Brien yes, was the one yes. that actually started women's wrestling in Mexico and that surprised me. Yeah, and Remember, quite one of the most traditional wrestlers responsible for the first pushes of the Black Gooseman and El Santo. Yeah, and this issue basically talks about how Jack O'Brien and a couple of other promoters were against the person who was trying to get the, who actually got the women banned by this time in this issue oh. the women got banned and the man who would ban them banned women's wrestling in Mexico City was Rafael Barradas who is Estrellita's grandfather trip out so this is all you're gonna get on this sh- issue oh. so tell them yeah. how they can so access the Patreon you could show. sign up to patreon.com slash lucha world three bucks three to five bucks you get you get the the podcast you get write-ups. I'm trying to do like at least one write-up every month, which is a little bit. Um, this one was difficult. I I I will say this one was like mm-hmm. way harder than anything else, and it's also harder because I do other stuff besides. Um, you know, I've had to cut down the Lucha report from three to two mm-hmm. because it's it's just impossible to do podcast and posters and the poster search, which is a a, a monstrous thing to oh, do. Oh yeah, and then I'm um, doing this podcast, then doing the write-up. So. I'm just trying to like make it a little more even. Exactly. Out, Sometimes you need a, a, a reality check a little. But yeah, this this is worth it. This is worth it. This is something. I agree. You get you get this podcast. You get Doctor Lucha and I talking about La Parca for almost two hours. That's probably <laughs> That's still my alone. that that alone is worth it. If you haven't signed up, <laughs> you get that. Uh, what else is there? There's a couple of other issues that we've done. We haven't done anything like focusing on one individual wrestler lately, mm-hmm. but that's because I've been posting a lot of video. Um, I think probably once I post. The majority of video will start doing a little more of that. Yeah, I've yet to watch them, but I'm seeing all those matches with the original Stuka, who was a great, great Awesome, worker. awesome. Oh, man, he was good. Way better than Stuka Jr. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, Stuka Jr. was good, and he's still pretty good, I mean, but he's not He's not as good. Yeah, as I, li- I like Stuka Jr. a lot, but he's what he is. He's, yeah. He's been around He's a good mid card, And he's been around too, so yeah. long that it's... Stuka, the first one, he wasn't around as much, so it wasn't that. You kind of didn't see the evolution of him getting worse you know like like stuka jr you're kind of seeing that yes yes absolutely so so that all that and more coming right up (laughs) so head cats and kittens go go check this out subscribe i think you'll find it's worth it
Hallelujah, Hepcats. Talk to you soon.